Hey guys, welcome back to the Cozy Chat. I'm Sasha. I go by the pronouns she, her, and hers. Everyone, it's Corey here, and I go by he, him, his pronouns. Hi, it's Maxine. I go by she, her, hers. And you guys are listening to Cozy Chat. And thank you guys for joining us today, you know, from wherever you are. How are you guys? It's been a while. Uh, for the listeners, we haven't really recorded in about a month or so. We definitely took like the holiday season break. So we definitely haven't recorded in a minute with each other. But how are you guys? How have you been? I'm going to let Maxine go first. <laughs> um, I've been okay. I think um, this year has just been like a revelation to me. I'm starting to like get back on my feet. My anxiety is starting to die down for Instagram. So I'm like getting more interactive with Instagram again. Um, and I just, I just feel hopeful, you know, despite everything that's happening in the world and we're burning, I feel hopeful. And I just, I'm just glad that like, even though the world is burning, the people that I have in my life are not, <laughs> you know? And um, yeah, I'm just excited for the year. I'm just excited to do something different. I have all these projects coming up and I'm just excited to just do something. Cause I felt like last year I couldn't do anything because of quarantine. And I don't know if we're gonna go into another like crazy quarantine again, but I'm excited that we're not heading there yet, but we might. So yeah, hopeful will be the word to describe me right now and everything that's happened hopeful okay and how about you sasha i'm like it's been tumultuous i would say um because at the right the beginning of the year my cousin passed so we've been kind of dealing with that these last this last week or so uh earlier today we had a memorial for him which was like was gave me a lot of joy because all his friends had so many funny and charming memories of him so it was just nice to connect with my aunt my mom and his friends Uh, so this is my second zoom of the day Uh, otherwise i've been good i'm looking forward to my next semester in school starts at the end of the month so otherwise i'm pretty good i'm sorry to hear that but i'm glad you're pretty good now like you're moving forward yeah yeah how about you What's up? <laughs> um, as for me, it has been, it's been good. As of the recording of this episode, last Sunday was my birthday. So that Happy was good. Birthday. Thank yeah. you. Happy um, yes, birthday. Thank you. Yesterday was my brother's birthday. And I mean, it's been a particularly good week. Again, as of the recording of this episode, We've really started pushing the podcast on social media and everything. And so far, we've gotten like a really good reception. So I'd like to thank all of you guys for such a warm and like inviting reception to us on like Instagram and Twitter and everything. Um, So that has definitely been like bringing a lot of joy to me this week. Yeah, So definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's been good. Anyone who hasn't followed, we are at Cozy Chat Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. 
feel free to like, subscribe, give us a comment. Yes. We're well, we're looking forward to hearing from you. Give us some love, please. <laughs> yeah, and if you guys want to get in contact with us, you can definitely feel free to DM us on Instagram and Twitter, or you can send us an email at cozychatpodcast at gmail.com. So feel free to contact us and let us know what you think of the podcast. And if you have any ideas for future episodes. Yeah, let us know. We can do, we can look into it, do some research. Yeah, we won't promise nothing, but we can definitely <laughs> say we'll give it consideration. Yeah. yeah. This has been one crazy opening to the year. Oh yes. my goodness. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this year, 2021 has gotten to a, not a terrific, to a crazy start. It's like we have barely been here a week in 2021. It's already been like, you know, as if 2021 is telling 2020, hold my beer for how crappy <laughs> this year is potentially going to be. I say potentially because like we've already, we started off the year with a freaking civil riot in Washington, D.C. And you having these, you know, Trump supporters uh, totally crashing the Capitol building um, where like the Senate and Congress meets and everything. Yeah. yeah. It's wild. Yeah. That yeah. was ridiculous. Looking at them play jungle gym with the walls, people stand like sitting in Pelosi's offices, putting up their feet, dude looking like where the wild things are in <laughs> with his like cape looking shit with his face painted mm-hmm. like they had so much energy for the black Lives matter protests back in back in 2020 and 2021 oh they literally let the white people walk Yo, it was like come on in bro literally literally because there's like a video of like the protesters they were still outside like the police barricades and the police opened up the barricades instead of letting protesters like they were just like fuck it just walk up and Come do whatever the hell you want where we had a whole bunch of peaceful protests this past summer with black lives matter and other organizations and we saw how those turned out not all of them but a vast majority of them you had you know a lot of police pushback and violence you know instigated by officers against actual peaceful protesters right you know Mm -hmm. and even back then even back then the ones where they tried to call call them riots and they weren't really rioting it was a bunch of like white people coming to the protests with like their own agenda and like trying to like spray paint shit and break up shit yeah so it's been wild and i don't hear nothing anymore from any white person talking about Kaepernick was disrespectful to the flag of the country when we literally have thousands of Trump supporters march on the Capitol and storm a Capitol building, you know, with uh, aided and abetted by law enforcement, you know. And encouraged by politicians. And not just one of the highest politicians in the country their beloved president, Donald J. Trump. Uh, A name I don't like saying on the podcast, but evidently he was getting wild in these Twitter streets. 
Yeah. That's why Twitter got rid of him. Like, permanently <laughs> suspended <laughs> from Twitter. Yeah. They should have done that ages ago. But I think now they're like, oh, he's almost gone. Now it's time. And I think that's why I don't like, like, on the one hand, I'm like, cool, you suspended him. But at the same time, because of everything that happened and because you're literally doing it when he has less than two weeks left, like, as of the recording of this, you know, podcast, he has 10 days left in office. So the banning him from all these sites and stuff like that, cool moving forward, it's like whatever. But he's literally on his way out. So it's very performative to me. And I really don't don't care one way or the other what Twitter and Instagram and all these social media platforms are doing. Yeah. You know, yeah. for Trump. So it's just like it's cool just like on the one hand to just it'd be like a big F you shut up. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it still feels very performative from these, you know, companies and institutions because it's like you literally wait to the very last moment when there were plenty of times when he was saying some really wild and violent things and you could have, even if it was a temporary suspension, could have did something. But yeah, you did I, it. I think um, something that we have to stop doing is calling these people protesters. These are white domestic terrorists. They terrorize yeah. and enter the Capitol, something that's supposed to be guarded and protected at all times. They entered and terrorized the people over there and you know basically the police let them in there and terrorize the capital which is supposed to be not on the level of sacred but it's supposed to be well respected and something that really like made me so annoyed and it's tragic what like happened but there was this white woman who died and they're like literally hounding in the news feed like this white woman died we lost a life like how angry they were but yet do you know how many black people died during our protest? And yet we didn't even get half that much media attention at all. Yeah. You know, there's so many that we can't yeah. even list, you know, and, it's because, and we were doing peaceful protests. But here you are calling these terrorists protesters when they're not. They are terrorists. And imagine every time I think about this, I keep thinking about God forbid if these were Muslim people. God forbid if these were black people. Spanish people, any other minority. Oh my you know? goodness. But you specifically been... Muslim people, they would have been shot up dead. They would have been called terrorists. Not only but... that, they probably would have been setting up concentration camps by Seriously. now for all the different Muslim, you know, residents. They, they would yeah. be like they would be like China does to the Uyghurs, the Muslims in China. They have concentration camp type things for them. They would have done that. But here you have white people storming in and you don't do anything. You don't arrest them. You don't shoot them. You don't do whatever. And shooting is wrong for both sides. But here you are shooting us with tear gas, with actual guns and stuff. But here you have white people literally storming the Capitol and you don't shoot them. You don't do nothing. And then you cry for one life, not to like discredit her life, but you cry for one life on the news all the time, yet there were so many Black lives that died and all they did was walk in the streets with their signs and you thought to drag them like dogs, shoot them like dogs, tear gas them, everything. Like, at this point, as you said, like, this is the definition, the epitome of white privilege. And nobody 
can ever say that they don't know what white privilege is. And I am tired mm -hmm. that people are just not, like if people still just do not understand that this is white privilege, then I'm sorry to say you're a dumb fuck. <laughs> like that makes yeah, it's no so sense. Like, it's right yeah. in your face. What's, it's right in your face. Like a lot of white people like to say that these people are outliers. Like it's just those people who are, you know, it's not that many people. As we saw, it was thousands of people. Like this is America. And people like yeah. to pretend that this is not what America is. This is exactly what America is. This is exactly how America works. Mm -hmm. Like it's these, yeah, these on white liars. people to change America. Because Black people and people of color are tired of being the ones who are the force. The, we're tired of having to force these changes and be killed and be uh, all these other things. Like when it's a lot of white people who needed to check their own white family members, to check these other white people who are mis not misguided, dis misinformed, racist, Prejudice, not prejudice, racist, xenophobic, transphobic, fascists who think that Trump and and his ilk are right. That it doesn't like. It's sad to say, like it sounds like it would not make sense, but it, it makes so much sense to black people. Like it's something that we've known for a very long time. Like we think about all these crazy like acts of terror a lot of the acts of terror that have occurred on american soil have been from white domestic terrorists yeah like exactly and these aren't outliers right you know these are the same people who have flooded trump's rallies and gone to his speeches and everything these are the same pro-trump people who try to counter protest the protesters you know, over the past summer. These are the same Trump supporters who over the summer, you know, when we had to quarantine and stuff like that, decided the, the same type of Trump supporters who decided that they were going to, you know, go to their Capitol building with, you know, automatic, you know, rifles, mm -hmm. right? And they were going to occupy their Capitol building. I forget which state it was, right? These are the same type of people who have, you know, shown this type pattern of behavior throughout Trump's entire presidency and before his presidency, you know, when, when he was just campaigning, right? So we yeah. have seen this pattern of behavior. So for people to act like, oh, these are just the outliers of Trump supporters or, oh no, these weren't real Trump supporters. This was Antifa pretending to be Trump supporters and doing these, these things. No, these are the same diehard Trump supporters that we have been seeing over the last four years, you know, get riled up in Trumpet, you know, Trump as if he is God's gift to this country. And for many of us, particularly many Black people and other people of color, as surprising as it was to see them actually like storm a Capitol building in Washington, D.C., it wasn't that surprising for us to see. It wasn't that surprising. The more surprising part on for us wasn't that they did it was the reaction to the fact that they did it was the fact that law enforcement for the most part seemed to just be non-existent you know 
and to have like no reaction to all these people storming, you know, these buildings, right? And I have a, I can have sympathy. I think the woman who was shot and killed, her name was Ashley. If she has any children, I can feel sympathy for her children. You know, if she has any siblings, I can feel sympathy for her siblings and her parents. But, you know, she decided that she was in a storm, a federal building, you know, and try to climb through the wind, climb through this window. When Secret Silver told her to stand down, she, she thought that her white woman privilege was going to allow her to go through those, you know, that window, regardless of what Secret Service did. And they shot her dead in the face. And, you know, she did it to herself. Okay? Mm, yeah. Those were the consequences of her actions. Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah. Well, they had an article on um I read it on Twitter. They had they interviewed like some of her family. Her grandfather was like, Oh, she was a patriot. I'm like, that's not a patriot right there. If that's what it means to be patriotic, then y'all like y'all clearly are fucked up. Like Come Patri- on, that's not patriarch. That's not patriarchy at all. Not patriarchy. I'm patriotic. It's not. Yeah. It's I'm disgraceful. Like, and they hate like these, this um, big government or whatever. But they rely on Trump like he's their god. Yeah. No president should be your god. He's not a. He's not a dictator. He's not, he, as much as he wants to be, he's not a dictator. He's not going to be our president anymore. Like they, they always, what got me is when Trump won, they were like, oh, you snowflakes, you got to get over it. He won, da, da, da. But now that he lost, they're mm-hmm. the snowflakes and they're worse than what they thought liberals were like exactly and that's like that's the funny ironic part about it not even ironic because again i think most of us kind of saw past the bullshit facade and we understood like all these people all these conservatives all these you know traditionalists and trump supporters who are out here calling you know liberals like libtards and out here talking about all you snowflakes stuff like that you know, we already, many of us were already aware that a lot of these people were sensitive as fuck, right? They're super sensitive. And we knew that they were like really going to go die hard for Trump. And if anything happened, they were probably going to be the main people out on the front lines crying and whining and bitching and moaning, right? And that's exactly what happened. I think what surprised some people is they thought, you know, they'd get on twitter or they get on whatever or even if they took to the streets right there'd be a lot of like protesting them voicing their opinions whatever but for the fact that trump lost the election the american people decided to not elect trump right the people voted you know we've already had so many different uh, lawsuits and the courts have already denied the case saying that there's no evidence that any type of, of any type of like voter fraud or voter tampering or anything, right? We've already gone through all these legal processes. And to the fact that you can accept the fact that, you know, this country 
or at least enough people in this country decided that they were tired of Trump as president, that they wanted him gone, and they were able to do it so much for the fact that you're going to now storm the U.S. Capitol and, you know, destroy offices and things like that. It's like, you know, it's crazy. It's, the other it makes no sense. The other interesting thing is the whole, um, like, the whole, the, there's like a, a thought now or like it's, I don't know how to say if it's a rumor, but people are saying that these people who stormed the Capitol may have had inside help because apparently Mm -hmm. the Capitol building is not that easy to navigate, but they were able to get to the Senate floor to get to the house. They were able to get to certain people's offices and destroy them. So it's like, was it who was helping them? figure this building out. I totally believe it. I totally believe it because we have, we have images and we have video proof of, again, we know we have video of, you know, police officers letting the, you know, rioters through the barricades. You know, we have photos of certain, you know, certain legislators you know, with the rioters. So I have no doubt that they may have guided some of the people like to where to go, like, hey, go this way or that way, right? And again, there is no way that these buildings with the type of security they have, with the Secret Service, you know, with all these federal agents that are armed could not stop, you know, these rioters from getting as far as they had gotten. There's, there's no way. There's just something. There's no way that DC couldn't have rallied its police department in order to properly contain and stop these rioters before they destroyed the entire building. You're saying like all these systems just happen to just be non-existent and fail you know, and fail, right? When conveniently. We, conveniently, it just it makes it makes absolutely no sense. It's, it's like the, like if you're saying that the the federal, you know, government that you tell me the Secret Service, you tell me FBI, you tell me whoever, could not have locked down that building if they really wanted to, and stopped those rioters from progressing as far as they did. Then I have to call foul play. I have to call bullshit. Yeah, yeah. There's only one benefit that I think the whole world can see now. And that's like the image of white people being like this holier than thou, these, you know, what you call it, having these savior complexes, you know, the way they're idolized for white people is being deconstructed and crumbling now, especially with this, you know, um, that whole imagery that they've had is now being crumbled and now they're going through an identity crisis. Because they used to be, they always were taught that they were the heroes of the story, that they are good, that they've done everything right. And now, with Trump in presidency and him leaving, the only benefit that, you know, everyone's getting right now is that people are seeing what certain white people are, their true color. The ones who are hiding are now out and about. So um, I think that's like the only benefit out of this entire Trump presidency, like all of those people who were just 
racists are just coming out out in the open for everybody to see. And now also the whole world can see that America is a fucking joke. <laughs> like this country is a joke and <laughs> everyone can see it now, you know? Yo, this, and that it's was like a complete embarrassment, a complete the embarrassment. Most- like mm-hmm. they've seen America as a joke since Trump got into the presidency. But now with but, even you know what I mean? Like it's even more intense. Like you're an embarrassment. Like you came from England, you came from these European countries. It's like they don't even wanna like they don't even wanna accept them, you know? Um I'm like, Americans so, are just uh, they're so far removed from Europe. White people think that white people is a race, like white is a race. Like they don't mm-hmm. be like, oh, I'm Irish, I'm, I'm Albanian, I'm this, I'm that. Like yeah. you don't hear that mm-hmm. unless your parents were recent immigrants. If your parents have been here for like more than a couple of decades or hundreds of years, you're just white. Yeah. There's no, I'm Irish, I'm Polish. There's none that. Yeah, I mean, like we. Oh my goodness. Like, I'm just glad the whole world could see just how full of shit America really was, you know? And now it's like, if you can, like, try to bullshit and turn it around and say, like, oh, America is still a great country, then you're just clearly either you fell on a rock and maybe you got amnesia or, like, you're just on some bullshit, (laughs) you know? And you can't bullshit with video, you know? Like, that's like the purest form. Like, it will record whatever it needs to record it's objective it doesn't care if you're black white this that it will record what it needs to record and that moment it recorded just how shitty america is just how embarrassing america is and how much work white people need to do because at the end of the day this is not on us to fix this was something that white people started and white people have to rise up together and fix it so it's better i think that's a white people problem not our problem yeah that's what i was saying earlier i'm like they like white liberals white people who swear that they're anti-racist and all these other things Mm -hmm. they're the ones who have to really do this work because every like Ever since, like, the 2016 election, people have been like, oh, it's time to reach across the aisle. We have to understand these people who voted for Trump. Like, we need to talk to them. And I was like, I'm not interested in talking to people who don't even see the the value in my humanity. Like, yeah, they they probably see me as less than. They probably see me as ghetto. I'm black. I'm dirty. I'm whatever. Like, even the people who are, like, lower income, like, lower income white or just got as much they think they don't have any privilege but the privilege of their skin being white is just enough like yeah but don't be fooled there were black people spanish people who voted for this man and that shocks me to this day it's like you must be the greediest person on earth to have the guts as a minority to vote for somebody that literally said no. that Mexicans were rapists, that this, what you call black people are just, I'm like, what you, when, just full of what hmm. you call like people from like black countries are full of shit and they're coming from shithole countries. Like you really must be on something. Like that makes no sense. I'm like, for Latinos, like I, I come from like, f- like not within my family. Cause like I'm part 
african-american part latino but like i understand from the latino perspective when it comes to people who voted for trump they're white latinos they think they're better than everybody else they think that trump is helping them because they're business owners they're better they immigrated the they immigrated the right way they they check off this list of like there was this um person who got interviewed uh from my from for one of my classes like he was interviewed by one of the professors and they sent us the zoom of that interview and he was saying that like a lot of these latinos who vote for trump and who are republicans they do they vote this way because they they think they're close enough to white to be white like they think that republicans are looking out for their interests like they don't they you can't get them to think oh republicans are voting against me and my interests they believe their interests are being taken care of by the republican party damn everyone else those latinos are trash they didn't come to the country the right way they don't deserve whatever like it's totally classist it's racist it's all kinds of colorist. fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Colorist, racist, classes, very classes, because a lot like there was this video. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was, I think it came out of Miami and it was a salsa song and it was Latinos for Trump. They had a whole music video. Oh my God. Like, and literally the main line. Like, one of the parts of the chorus was like, yo voy a votar por Donald Trump. I'm going to vote for Donald Trump. Like, they even mentioned Melania in the song. Like, and they were just happily singing and dancing. I'm just like, one of my friends was like, I hate the message, but this song is like, it was a catchy song, but there's no (laughs) way you're going to catch me singing that. Yeah. It wasn't like, my friend literally was like, you know, I don't like the message, but this song slaps. And I was just like, not to, not to me, not yeah, slapping to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's yeah. like a level of like cognitive dissonance when it comes to, you know, some of the Black folks, some of the Latinx folks who vote for Donald Trump. Some of them, they literally ignore all of the racism, all of the sexism, and all of the xenophobia. Because, you know, these are, these are usually, you know, people who are very invested in capitalism. And because they're like, oh, well, Trump is going to give me these tax breaks. And that's all I really care about anyway. You know, there's these people that, you know, Trump is going to be so good for the economy and so good for business. So, you know, fuck everything else because that doesn't matter how racist he is doesn't matter how sexist he is is, that doesn't matter the fact that he has you know an open rape charge case depending doesn't matter to me and stuff like that the fact that you know i think that he will benefit me financially is a good enough reason for me to vote for him over someone who is probably more likely going to vote to or pass legislation that will raise my taxes, especially if I'm like a business owner or if I'm someone in like the upper upper class. For those reasons for those reasons alone, for like the greed and the capitalism alone, a lot of people, and I'm not surprised, who are very 
you know, invested in capitalistic gain mm-hmm. will vote for him and just yeah. vote Republican in general because they figure everything else doesn't matter, you know, about the all the social justice, all the blah, 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 that doesn't matter. The way yeah. to freedom for black people is only going to be through capitalism. So as long as I get to secure my bag, I don't, I don't care yeah. about any of the other legislation. I don't care about the fact that they are gutting the Civil Rights Act in their I don't care about the fact that they are suppressing people's rights to vote. Yeah. I don't care that they are putting, they're trying to take away the rights of the LGBTQ community. I don't care the fact that they are trying to take away the rights of immigrants. I don't care about the fact that they are putting men, women, and children in cages. I don't care about the fact that they are sexually abusing and raping the women in these cages. I don't care about the fact that they're putting children on trial mm-hmm. without lawyers by themselves. I don't care about all the human rights violations that's being displayed right now. None of that matters because financial security is what's going to get me to freedom. So that's yeah. that's all that yeah. matters. What got me the most is the whole evangelical Christian support for Trump. Like they're yeah. like, I've never really understood the evangelical Christian. Like I grew up Catholic. So first off, like I didn't grow up in that environment, but it just doesn't make sense. Like their fervent support. Like there was this actual, um, this gospel singer, she's part of, I don't know her name, but she's part of this group called Mary Mary. Mm-hmm. And she actually said, I forgot what TV show. She said she voted for Trump because she had to vote with her faith. And I was like, with her what? faith? Faith for what? What faith did like, you have? It goes against everything that's in the Bible. I was like, Trump can't even hold the Bible up properly. Exactly. Like, he held the Bible upside down. Like, how oh. is he the one who's like, representing and here for people who are christian like you can't even hold the bible right like come on like they would rather have him trump who is who has probably i don't even oh my goodness they would rather vote for trump who has absolutely no christian values whatsoever like he displays absolutely zero christian values right but mm-hmm. they would rather have him in the office than have someone who's considered progressive who might give gay people more rights or who might give trans people more rights. You know, someone who might vote to give women more autonomy when it comes to whether or not they personally choose to get abortions, right? They would rather these evangelical Christians, all these, you know, whatever type of Christian you identify, they would rather they would rather vote for this type of person who is someone who disrespects women, someone who disrespects minorities, Mm -hmm. someone who, you know, assaults, allegedly assaults women, right? They would rather vote for all of that. They'd rather vote for a con man, you know, someone who outright breaks his business dealings, someone who's had to file for bankruptcy, over and over again they'd rather vote for this tv personality you know someone who's just famous for being rich they'd rather vote for him they vote for someone who might potentially give more rights to these oppressed people who might give more rights to the lgbtq who might give more 
you know, rights to women to choose whether or not they want abortions for themselves. So when they say, oh, we have to vote for our faith, a lot of these Christians would rather vote for a despicable man who doesn't have any of their interests at heart, but because he promised that he's going to be, you know, pro-life versus pro-choice and that he is against, you know, LGBTQ rights, that's yeah. all it took for them to like throw out every, every single one of their other principles out the window. Yeah. I was going to mention too, um, just to add on to like how like there was a song that um, these Latino groups made for Trump. There was a black group that um, their names are Diamond and Silk. And they made a song. There was like an Eminem song that came out about going against Trump. And he said the line like, oh, if you vote for Trump, then you're not with me and stuff. And so they, you literally see them like cutting that part. And then they're like, oh, um, he's our president he's our president and they're like making a song like a tacky tacky music video about how like that's our president you're not gonna what you call it? you're stupid and eminem and stuff like that. it's like literally eminem is white like white <laughs> he's literally fighting for us and you're literally like saying f you eminem you know and that makes zero sense but they were getting paid clearly um but that's like another like minority group that you would not expect to vote for Trump. And for all the reasons you mentioned why people vote for Trump, it's just like, I, you just think people would just have some morality, some humanity, you know, like some pride in like, you know, I may love money, but like my pride is not going to let me, what you got, just go for the money. Like he, he's clearly against my rights, my human rights and everyone else's rights. But people just don't think like that sometimes, at least for some people, not all, but yeah. That's they, just atrocious. They think if they become wealthy enough, civil rights and everything else isn't going to impact them. They think mm -hmm. if they become a part of a high enough tax bracket, you know, then Black Lives Matter and the fact that, you know, police detaining Black people and killing Black people isn't going to affect them. But mm -hmm. they don't realize is that they have rich Black people who live in gated neighborhoods and then still get stopped by police oh, wow. or stopped by gate security talking about, oh, you don't belong here. Oh, I stopped you because you, you know, you don't look like you belong in this type of neighborhood. You can be as rich and successful as LeBron James and you can still have someone spray paint nigger on your garage door, right? Yeah. So they think that somehow wealth is going to elevate them beyond the cares of social and racial justice right and they think that capitalism is going to save them and while you know capitalism as a tool can definitely help mm -hmm. our struggle capitalism isn't going to save anybody right mm -hmm. my sister also made like a not a powerful quote but she like she got the quote from somewhere and she said that um when man has lost their resources, lost their food, lost their water, lost their shelter, um, then they will realize that they can't eat money. And that's, that's like something that she always says. And it's like, it's the truth. It's not until you lose all these resources that's actually fueling you. And it's mm -hmm. not until you lose it that you'll realize that you can't eat paper. At the end of the day, money is just paper. 
and yeah. we're the ones who came up with that system so if we came up with it we could easily destroy it if we wanted to not to say that we have to like we have to but you have to have some common sense okay like it you should not let this money crap overrule your mind and your just your common sense your morality and everything just because like oh getting so much money will just take you higher like higher to what standard you make no sense if you were to lose your food your resources and everything is money going to protect you no you if you die money is not going to go with you like i don't understand it when these people are so hyper obsessed with money money is just paper i can literally rip it up and it will still be paper you know what i mean but if i took away your food like it will be the end of the world for you especially if you're starving you would kill me so money is not that important and we need to stop putting so much value into money because at the end of the day it's just a tool and certain people now have this tool with a bad morality so like something that people say is like oh um money doesn't make you better it just amplifies who you already were right so if you were already a dickhead you're going to be a rich dickhead you know or if you were like somebody who was good to the community and you're rich you'll continue to be so money just amplifies who you are, but it doesn't make you who you are. And you have the ability to change, but you got to see that you can change, you know? And that's the problem. People are not seeing that. People are being blinded by a, by a false dream, you know? We're being sold a dream, and dreams die, fortunately. But we're being sold a really crappy dream that money is everything, and it's not true. Money is nothing. But people need to, like, open their eyes to that. And that's going to take time, but, like, I think, now with everything that's going on it's going to slowly start hopefully that's like the new word for 2021 hopefully it will i'm not sure if it will because i feel like so many people are obsessed with securing the bag and getting rich like i feel like everybody thinks like they start this side hustle they're gonna get rich with it i'm like it's cool if you do but like getting rich isn't everything just like you're saying yeah yeah and one thing i would say is that to like maxine's point covid definitely kind of showed a lot of people that like without without us without the working class all this these wealthy people don't really have much else going for them all these the reason one of the main reasons why here in the u.s there was such a like push against providing like a substantial covid relief plan and not having like a hardcore quarantine and closing of the country and stuff like that wasn't necessarily because it wouldn't benefit us, the working class citizens. If they, if they really wanted to come with a comprehensive plan, they could have. But because a lot of these companies would have lost millions, would have lost billions of dollars if that would have happened, right? Um, yeah. A lot of these, the wealth, the people, wealthy people, their, their wealth, isn't 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 incumbent on the work necessarily the work they do, right? Not to discredit whatever work they did to get where they are, but their wealth is accumulated by all the hard work of the working class people. So yeah. working class people aren't working, they aren't making any money, right? In fact, they could be even losing money. The fact that working class people aren't working. Right. So there was this push to make sure that, you know, to try to get people working as soon as possible, you know, particularly on like the Republican side. So, again, like Maxine was saying, you can't eat money. Right. 
you can't drink money yeah right when it comes down to it there has to be you have to stand for something more than just the accumulation of wealth but the other thing about not eating money not drinking money so many people have lost their jobs like even though we say can't eat money you can't drink money but of money is necessary for these families who are like losing their they're on the verge of eviction they can't eat like so many people need we know relief they need money because otherwise there's so many people who are on the cusp of eviction mm-hmm. like there's so many people who are about to be homeless all of these like eviction claims have been piling up throughout the pandemic and once these moratoriums end it's a wrap so many people are going to be out on these streets yeah. like if they had the money they wouldn't be on the edge of homelessness that's the only thing i like i know money's not as important as it it's not that important but it is important for these families exactly like, for like these lower income families yeah again which is why if we had if we had a if we had a proper healthcare system if we tax the rich and we tax corporations the fair amount that they should be taxed right we would have enough money to make sure that in a state of emergency which the 2020 was a state of emergency not to say we would have had unlimited resources to make sure everyone was okay but we would have had a lot more resources on hand to at least make sure that people had the things they needed to get through the pandemic much more easily we would have had the a lot more systems in place to make sure that as a country we could properly quarantine and be secured without you know having every like so many small businesses being forced to close for good because they couldn't afford to go a month or two without business right mm-hmm. we you know the one thing that 2020 really put a, like a glaring light light on is the fact that all of our infrastructures which are meant to help the american people are so gutted and weak that when it comes down to it in this really state of emergency in which we actually need them to function, they can't function. And it left a lot of people holding the bag. The other thing is that like conservatives and all these people are all for small government, not having government really uh, get into people's lives, like less government is better, but we realize so like a lot of people realize how important government needs to be and it hasn't been and it's not working in people's favor we see mitch mcconnell and his like cronies trying to make sure that in the freaking relief bill there's liability for corporations so they're not liable for when their workers who are most likely going to get sick from corona for coming to work like the way they're supposed to work this backbreaking work that they're not liable for any of that and that like, they don't have to pay them sick time and stuff like that yeah that's that was basically like my point in mentioning like how you can't eat money you can't drink money it's because these certain people that we're talking about put so much emphasis on money that they do not know how to distribute it properly 
that they do not care to distribute it properly so that everybody can have an equal portion just to live and do their basic stuff. It is tragic that people have to be evicted from their homes, who have to wait on long lines for food, who have to, what you call it, carry. There was like the story of a woman who had a, whose daughter was um, disabled and she literally had to carry her daughter on her back because they got evicted. Like that should not happen, you know? And just to go to the, your point about government, I think the reason why people are saying small government this and that is because our government have proven time and time again that it's a failure. Like the system, especially for black people, I can only speak for black people because I am black people, a, a black person, you know? So as a black person, in my opinion, I feel that the government is not for us and I see that it's not for us. Therefore, I am not going to trust the government to do things for me because they failed me time and time again, saying that they're going to do one thing and then they flip the switch. Look at, um, what's his face? Uh, Mayor Fulop, right? Um, he was basically selling these black minority people a dream that he's going to fix it up, build more programs, this, that, and the third. And then here he is, that same person fixing downtown Jersey City and creating a different city hall than the one from um, the one in uptown Jersey City, you know, just so that way the liberal white people don't have to interact with the ghetto black people. Bullshit like that is disturbing and disrespectful, you know. Here you are, you needed our votes to get into your position only for you to continuously build up property that doesn't benefit us put different uh, city hall so that way we don't have to interact with your folks your rich folks and stuff not even for what you call with the shooting that happened in Jersey City not even making sure that you personally addressed those kids to make sure that you let them know that they were okay no instead you went to the Jewish schools and you made sure that oh you um we are going to make sure that this never happens again for the Jewish schools who didn't even get shot up in the first place. But yet when it came to the black school, you sent your, I forgot what they're called, some general to go and give school supplies to the kids as if that's supposed to fix the traumas that these kids face with the school shooting. It's people like that, that, you know, people do not trust the government. Like I personally do not trust the government, you know? So for me to even say like, oh, I will put my faith in the government is just like, it's just an utter lie. It disgusts me to even say that, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's not until the government changes that, you know, we can actually have some pea-sized shape of faith for the government. And it will also take all those old people getting out. Like, I feel like literally one of the reasons why we're dealing with these issues is because we have people with the old age mindset still or people who are just old still. Like these yeah. people are in like the 60s and we have moved forward with technology, with everything. And here they are still living in the 60s trying to act as if they're in the 60s. Like, no, we've moved past that point. We need different care. We need different things to progress in this new society. So get out or just open the doors for more new young people who actually understand and get it. Not to say that's a guarantee because you have your anomalies and all that stuff, but it's better to have more young people have a say and understand what young people need than to have some old person who's still stuck in the 50s and 60s trying to dictate everything. Like, exactly. no. Yeah. But I'm also like, going, oh, you can go. No, it's fine. You have the more thought out 
thing. I'm just ripping. <laughs> uh, but also kind of to Maxine's point, it's like it goes both. It's also to your point, the reason why we do need more, we need government oversight is for a lot of the bullshit that happens. There's a reason why the Republicans are getting the civil rights bill. There's a reason why Republicans are going so hard to disenfranchise people. There's a reason why we have the electoral college, right? There's a reason why, you know, these conservatives and everything don't like big government because big government comes and tells them, hey, you can't do this, right? Mm -hmm. We have the electoral college because back when the country was being founded, most of the population lived in urban centers and, you know, along the north northeastern coast of the United States, which gave them a lot more political power, right? Which also meant they had a lot more political power to end slavery, which, you know, slavery existed in the north and in the northeast, but it wasn't exactly the same. It didn't exist in the same fashion, right? And we know that we fought a whole civil war about it in order to defend their right to slavery and the potential right if some president or whatever tried to end slavery to make sure they had the power and voice to say no, we have the Electoral College, which tries to level off the playing field. The, you know, the reason why we have two bodies of government in Congress is to make sure that Southern states, when it comes to the Senate, have enough power you know, to make sure that the policies they wanted to keep enacted, like slavery, remained enacted that way they couldn't get like overwhelmed by the fact that most of the population lived in you know urban centers which were more likely to vote very progressively right so you know i see it as twofold right again i don't necessarily trust the government right the government on the federal local and state levels have proven time and time again that they don't necessarily care for black bodies, they don't necessarily care for black people. And if necessary, they will abuse us all the same. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I'm not going to ignore the fact that because of certain federal oversights, you know, because of, you know, people fighting to make sure that certain federal laws were passed to ensure the states treated black people with some sense of humanity, all of those things together have gotten us to a point today where I don't have to necessarily be afraid to walk down, at least I'm talking from as a New Yorker, someone who's lived in New York and New Jersey, right? I don't have to be afraid to walk down the street because I think a white person is going to lynch me. So as much as I don't trust the government, I'm not going to ignore the fact because of the fight of a lot of our ancestors, and the people who came before us, certain laws and things were passed. What I feel a lot of people today, particularly people who talk about, oh, voting doesn't matter, or oh, this doesn't matter, or oh, you know, whatever happens in the government doesn't matter, it matters. And we see that there are a lot of people in government who are trying, like all the progress that, you know, our elders and our ancestors made to try to get us where we are today, they are working hard. And they're scheming to dismantle all of it. And if we yeah. don't participate, they will dismantle all of it or as much as they can. And we will see that we 
collectively end up in a place that we don't like right yeah so we'll again fucked over exactly we'll be fucked over and i'm not talking about just voting for the president voting for the president just voting for the president in four years is not going to change anything we're talking about participating in your local elections you know if you elect your sheriff participating in those elections participating in elections for the board of education participating in elections for like judges and your police chiefs and all your mayors and stuff like that who are going to impact you more because those are going to change if you participate more in those that's going to change the face of the people in your local legal system which will hopefully start changing how certain legal matters are are handled when it comes to prosecuting police when it comes to our prison industrial complex and you know incarceration of so many black bodies black women and black men so again i'm not saying it's a magical fix it's only one one tool we have right same the same way capitalism isn't going to save us voting isn't going to save us but it's a tool right it's one it's just one avenue in the larger scheme of things which is going to help all of us in the long run yeah Yeah. Uh, my only thing is that two things one um just to address what you said about um the lynching right like you know you could walk down the street and may not have to worry about getting lynched i was literally like i know there was a case not too long ago of like modern day lynching so i'm like yeah. even yeah. now like we still like have said, to worry about lynching you know what i mean yeah but that's, yeah. that's exactly what i'm saying where like yeah we have this administration which is almost making it okay for these things to happen again like yeah. you weren't you yeah. weren't really you weren't really hearing about these things pre-trump right yeah. mm-hmm. uh, again not to say that they weren't racial incidents and stuff like that yeah. again i'm speaking with someone who has lived in New York, in the greater New York area, right? I know that in the South and stuff like that, there's still very intense racial, you know, tension down in those places. I do know there's still places as a Black person you don't want to be, especially after dark, right? We do know that some downtowns, even if they, you know, they still exist in this country. We still know there's places in this country where you know the kkk are heavily heavily have a heavy presence and kind of just roam free and do whatever they want yeah so again i'm speaking from someone in my general location you know that's why that's why i mentioned that speaking from like that point of view i don't have to worry about those but also knowing that in other parts of the country it's still an issue however acknowledging that it's not as much as an issue as it was in 1920. It's not as much as yeah. an issue. It's not exactly the same as it was, yeah. you know, in 1860. It's not exactly the yeah. same as it was in 1920 or even Yeah, It's not exactly the same as Emmett Till. Yeah. Even if it's oh only God. marginally better. But I don't yeah. want us to get to a point where we feel like, oh, what we do doesn't matter, so we la- get lax, and then we start backsliding. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, it feels like I, I've known like when I was in grad school, there was a lot, there was a good amount of people who I met who they were like, I don't think it matters. I'm not gonna vote, and I'm like, being a person who's supposed to be on their on the track to becoming a journalist, I just didn't understand how they 
decided that the system didn't work. It's like, if you're a journalist and you're supposed to be reporting and actively engaging in this system, how can you decide that it doesn't work and you're not going to vote? This country is crazy. You know, we spoke, you kind of, you know, went on a tangent. But yeah, it's, it's wild and it's crazy. After this past week, anyone who really tries to argue down white supremacy or tries to argue down what white privilege looks like after seeing what happened when the Capitol compared to what was happening over the past summer, there's no point in talking with them or having discussion with them. They aren't interested in having any actual discourse. They aren't interesting, interested in trying to progress anything. And trying to do so is just a waste of your valuable time and your effort. Yeah, this is a white people issue. And that's something I think we could all agree on. Like, at the end of the day, this is not our stress. And the world is seeing this. And white people need to do some new PR work because y'all just, especially for what they did, they're just on some old other level. Jesus. It's time for us to get uncozy. Uh, more like it's time for us to end for the night end the episode we know it's not gonna be (laughs) night when people finish listening to this but for us Mm -hmm. it's night so good night everyone yes good night everyone thank you guys for listening thanks follow us on instagram and twitter at cozy chat pod if you like give us a rating give us a comment give us a like on instagram or something like that you know just follow us yep and don't forget that you can always email us at cozychatpodcast.gmail.com and yeah like sasha said feel free to hit us up pm us email us don't forget to hit that subscribe button if you're listening on apple Podcasts or spotify forget to rate us give us five stars if you really like the show you know, mm-hmm. rating the podcast will definitely help us become more visible yeah. and allow more people to check us out. So and definitely feel free media. to hit that. Yeah. yeah. Don't forget to follow our social medias too. Yep. You can hit me up on Instagram or Twitter at youngworldty580. And so feel free to say hi. Yeah, you can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at Sash underscore Marguerite. Yes, and for me... I'm on Instagram and Facebook. And for Facebook, I'm Maxine Antoine. Instagram, I'm at Maxine underscore Antoine. Thank you for sitting with us uh, for this discussion. And we will chat with you guys next time. Later. Later. Bye. Bye.